Welcome to In China with Michelle Zhou. Manufacturers have long known China to be a leader in their industry, but now the world is recognizing China as a business center for companies, market traders, education, and artists. It's no wonder that the economy has grown to be the world's second largest. In our program, you'll learn from the thought leaders and professionals who have lived in both the U.S. and China and continue to do business there. Now, here is your host, Michelle Zhou. Welcome, everyone. It's so great to have you here today. You are listening to In China with Michelle Zhou, and I'm your host, Michelle. I'm the founder and CEO of Pacific Technologies Consulting Group. We help American and Chinese organizations learn from each other, bridge their needs, and grow their business internationally. You can contact me at our company website, ptcgconsulting.com. Make sure to click on the links in my show link or email me at michelle.zou at ptcgconsulting.com. And as always, I welcome you to connect me on LinkedIn. Today, we have Sheila Shang on the show with me. Sheila is a PR and a government relations expert. And we are going to talk about how to build a positive image for your company and for yourself in China. Hi, welcome to the show, Sheila. Oh, thanks for having me, Michelle. Let's start with your introduction. Could you please first tell our audience a little bit about yourself and especially your background in these areas, PR and government relations sure. in China? Yeah. Um, so my name is Sheila, Sheila Shang. So I'm currently responsible for PR and marketing for Sanovation Ventures, venture capital firm in the U.S., in North America. Before that, I worked for Microsoft for about 18 years in China, Asia-Pacific region, and the U.S. The, my last job at Microsoft, I'm the head of the strategy office for Microsoft China in Redmond. So, yeah, that's me. Yeah, a lot of years in Microsoft, you said yep. 18 years? 18, almost 18 years. That's and the various uh, PR roles in China. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and in, in Microsoft, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's really a long time. Yeah. And the current uh, job, you work in Sino Ventures. Sinovation Ventures, yeah. Sinovation Ventures, Ventures Capital. Yeah. It's a, it's it's a, a venture capital, capital right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, maybe. Mm, in China, it's a very famous uh, company. People yeah. know about this uh, VC, but uh, yeah. in the U.S. or in some other countries, maybe it's not very well known. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's start from here. Yeah. Can you also tell us what it is yeah. and uh, who is associated behind it? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Sunovation Ventures, the, it's actually a very well-known brand in China. The founder is a, a Dr. Kai Fu Li. Yeah, so he is, it's quite famous. Actually, right now, uh, I would say, I would still say he's actually regarded as one of the most known or also successful considered Chinese scientists and also entrepreneurs among the uh, young people in China. So I got to know Kai Fu when he was assigned to start the research lab back in 1998 for Microsoft in Beijing. So that's how I got to know him and worked with him. And then, of course, becoming his big fun. a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, how we got associated. And then, you know, after left uh, Microsoft, when he actually, when I got a chance to talk to him and I figured this actually could be 
another great opportunity for myself for my career. So I joined mm-hmm. the, the Sunovation Ventures. Sunovation Ventures actually right now it's operated, uh, you know, headquarters in Beijing. They also have office in Shanghai, Shenzhen, and Guangzhou, and also in Silicon Valley. The fund size actually is quite significant. It's right now it's managed one point seven billion U.S. dollar. Mm. Also uh, across many funds, there's U.S. dollar funds and also uh, RMB funds. So it's uh, very successful in both the U.S. and also China. But their the primary effort is still China.、Mm-hmm. How many companies have startups has, has it invested? invested? In? It's over three hundred portfolios at this point.、Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, including some very well known. Like、uh, I don't know, people nowadays are talking about、uh, blockchain. If you、uh-huh. know,、uh, yeah. there's actually one company. It's called、uh, Bitmain.、Uh-huh. Actually, very very successful blockchain company. There's also VIP Kit. Uh-huh. Uh, if, uh, you guys,、uh, know, yeah. There's also a smart finance and mobike, and there's many many mobike, mobike, yeah, bike sharing. One of the you know two joint bike sharing startups. That, that one is really famous in China. Everybody knows about it. Yeah.、Um, so recently they got acquired by Mate One. So that's a oh mobike was yeah, required. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah.、So. Oh. So、uh, yeah, that's、uh, the key person behind it, as you mentioned, is Dr. Kai Fu Li, and、uh, people in the technology world、uh, we all know him. He was in Apple, then Microsoft, SGI, yeah, SGI, yeah, yeah Apple. Before he joined Microsoft, he's already a known scientist in the speech recognition and also、uh, multimedia. So that's before you know he joined Microsoft. He worked for Apple and SGI, and also as a corp executives.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, see, he's already a known scientist in the AI related field for、yeah. many many years. Yeah. And when he finally left Microsoft, that was quite some years ago now.、Yeah. <laughs> he was a corporate VP or、um, yeah, he's a corp VP. Uh huh. Your involvement in、mm-hmm. the Microsoft Research Center in China. It was a lab. Then it. Become really big. How big is it now? Do you know? Wow, I, I don't follow it very、mm-hmm. closely nowadays. But、uh, when I left, it's about two hundred some full time researchers, and also about two hundred, three hundred interns working in the lab. So it's like a five hundred people size fundamental、uh, research lab. This is a very sizable research arm for Microsoft. Mm-hmm. So and also, you know, we talked before, you know, about the six P's. You know, basically from the patents, from the papers, the people they hired, and also the product transfers they completed. So the the lab is actually really considered a top notch research arm for Microsoft. Mm-hmm. So yeah.、Mm. Then maybe we can go back a little bit of the history. Yeah. When you worked there, you worked from the very beginning. That's right.、Uh, <laughs> when there's nobody but just the doctor Kai Fu, Kai Fu Li, <laughs> and his <laughs> EA, <laughs> and his executive assistant. Assistant. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.、Uh, went from US、uh, to Beijing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Then you started、uh, with them and、uh, to help them build from the very beginning,、yeah. and especially you know on the. Government relationship. That's、uh, right. Uh, public, uh, That's a very、uh, special characteristics <laughs> of doing PR in China. So、uh-huh. very much the public relations, the government relations, very much intertwined. So there's、mm-hmm. a, you can't just separate them, you know, because for many foreign companies, multinationals, they actually have government relations team and they have PR team. But、uh, in China, it's pretty much、uh, intertwined. It's something you need to realize when you do PR in China. Yeah.、Mm. So yep. So I actually started work. Working with Kai Fu when he was, of course, assigned to start the lab in in Beijing、uh, by、uh, Bill Gates. 
start a research lab in Beijing. So Kai Fu is pretty much just by himself, you know, <laughs> went to China and then doing this like、uh, back then people believe it's a mission impossible. <laughs> <laughs> well, I worked in Microsoft,、uh, you know, for ten plus years, and、yeah. that's how we met, right? Yeah. So let's help our audience understand why Microsoft at that time, back in the late nineties, choose China and Beijing、yeah. as a place to start a research, research center.、Mm-hmm. Outside of you know the headquarter in the U.S. Yeah,、mm-hmm. so Beijing actually is the second overseas lab. It's just after the our research lab in Cambridge, UK. I think it's a very visionary decision. To start a research lab in China, I think the key reason behind it is to really tap into the huge a、uh, talent pool、mm-hmm. in China because we actually there's a saying in Microsoft. It's like、uh, you know we call it in search for wisdom. It's not like、uh, we are sitting here waiting for the, the talents to come over to us. But we actually searching them. We're following them wherever they are. We're actually willing to do something around them.、Mm-hmm. So that's what they did. Actually, that you probably heard about Jim Gray and you know the how they start our research lab in the San Francisco. It's actually at, back then it's a relatively very small lab. It's just two or three people, but doesn't matter because back then Jim Gray and a bunch of other scientists they're doing something really interesting and potentially have huge impact, you know, to the industry. And but they're not willing to move to Seattle. You know, it's Raining Seattle, you know <laughs> the gray Seattle. So Microsoft said, you know that's fine. You know you can stay wherever you want, but we'll actually start the research lab there. You know. Just in order to attract yeah, those so, talents. Yeah, we in China we call research. So in, in English we translate to the in search for wisdom. So、uh-huh. we're actually following you know the best minds where they are. I think that's a key reason because the, the huge talent pool, you know, the, the huge number of you know computer science and double E students graduated from the you know top universities and also our potential business development in China. Of course, nobody can ignore this huge market. Potential there, so I think that's a key reason why Microsoft started the research lab back in 1998, which is still very few multinationals actually thinking to actually set the real R&D back then. The actual product development in China, but Microsoft already have the vision to start a research lab, which actually、mm-hmm. not doing the day-to-day product development, but instead actually focusing on long-term research development. So. Mm. Which is actually very smart. I would say a very smart move. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think、uh, the Microsoft Research Center there. It's called the Research Center, right? What's the full name? Microsoft Asia. Back then, it's called Microsoft Research China.、Mm-hmm. And then Now, after Kaifu left, actually the academic. Or university relations and collaborations already expand to the whole Pacific region. So actually, we changed the name to Microsoft Research Asia. So that's the name we're still. I believe Microsoft is still using. Yeah, yeah. Microsoft Research Asia. That's what we are using now. Yep.、Uh, to indicate the scope、mm-hmm. of that research center. Yep. Yeah. So I know you have helped Microsoft Research Asia build a very very successful public image and.、Uh, Government relations, and that really enabled that research center to attract、mm-hmm. more and more very talented people from China, from that region. And I think let's just jump into that. Maybe help us understand a little bit about what we mean here by the public relations,、mm-hmm. government relations in China,、mm-hmm. and. It relates to Microsoft. The work you have been doing. How does it reflect to the outside audience eyes? 
So we had a very successful opening ceremony. Now I'm looking back. I think it's actually one of the key cornerstones to start our PR journey in China. It's not just an event. I think that's the the first handshake with、mm. all the relative. Or relevant stakeholders in China. Now I need to set a background. So we're talking about this is 1998. So now actually the media environment is very very different.、Yeah. So back then, the media is a pretty much government. Owned media, you know, China, ma- mainstream、yeah. media, and then so the stake, key stake. I said it's the handshake with、uh, key stakeholders, like including the media and also government. Which actually、uh, through this event, we got chance to engage almost all our key chance to get hold、uh, or build relations with almost all government agencies. We in、uh, actually、uh, later on, we actually need to continue to、uh, to maintain or also to strengthen the relations, including MOE, Ministry of Education. Through this event, but we got this endorsement. We got this, you know, this、uh, very welcoming gesture from all those key government、uh, stakeholders. So media, government agencies, and also university. We got deans and vice deans and、uh, principals of many well-known universities actually come to attend this opening ceremonies. I consider this a very successful. Uh, opening ceremony.、Uh, I think back then also this is actually another thing when you do PR you need to understand it also the political environment because at that point there's the huge concern among all elites in China it's called a brain drain. So because no, the, the smart, brain drain, so it's basically the smartest kids, our smartest students in Tsinghua, in Peking University, in Zhejiang University, Shanghai Jiao Tong University. You know there's a、uh, over fifty percent probably you know like Tsinghua over eighty percent of them actually after. Their four-year、uh, bachelor degree, they actually pursue the opportunities overseas. So, uh-huh. so, so the top at that time, the top students from the top universities in China, they all choose to they, go overseas to pursue their higher education degrees. So this is a huge concern, huge concern at that point. So,、mm-hmm. but then you see this very positive, you know, strong commitment from a multinational saying, you know, coming to China and saying we're building a world-class research lab in China. It's number one it's in the strong endorsement about our talent, of, right? And also, you know, this. Is actually could be a magnet to attract to retain the talents actually in China means actually you can actually do world class research in China as well. So I think the political environment at that point is actually also helped us actually. But you know, as a PR professional, how to navigate in that kind of system? How to leverage that? You know, how to you know using that as a positive background and to help you promote to achieve your a PR goal and get your message across. Because at that point, like what you said, Dr. Kai Fuli is pretty. Much just by himself, right? So we needed the number one priority for the research lab is to hiring. You know, we need to hire the smartest mind.、Mm-hmm. So where they are, you know, who they are, how to actually get them come to us. So we got this endorsement from the government. We got the support from all the top universities, and they're willing. All the mentors and professors, and they are willing to actually send their smartest kids. That you know, you don't need to go to overseas to pursue your research interest, desire to become a world class research. You can go to Dr. Kai Fuli's lab, you can achieve the same goal. Yeah, so that's how we use the opening ceremony to achieve the, you know, all the prospects. You know, achieve a much bigger goal through the, you know, one strike. And as also the messaging, really, really, actually thinking, you know, take all the potential stakeholders' interests into consideration and build your messaging and reach out to the right people. 
and it through them and reach to the general public and it、mm-hmm. help them to build positive perception about、uh, mm-hmm. your organization. Yeah. Okay, let me summarize the key points here.、Yeah. I think、uh, when you recall how Microsoft.、Uh, Research Asia,、uh, this organization,、uh, became so successful in China.、Uh, the first thing you guys did was utilize PR, use a announcement event, right, to deliver the clear message to this whole key audience. That includes、uh, the audience that you identified,、mm-hmm. and through the media to amplify the message, so that、uh, in China all those audience would、uh, get the message、mm-hmm. and understand what it means. That's to As you use the word, the cornerstone. That's the cornerstone. It's the starting point、mm-hmm. for the future many years efforts.、Yep. That stage, when you set it up, it's set up high and it's set up in a way that it's a big bang. It's a very strong signal. PR because in Microsoft, PR is clearly defined as media relations, basically, right? It's、mm-hmm. how to build a positive image of the company and also, you know, the products and your the company's products. All right, I think it's time to take a quick break. We will be back right away. China is now the second largest economy in the world. There are hundreds of opportunities for worldwide business professionals to start looking in China. From business leaders to manufacturers to artists and students, you need to discover these opportunities to grow your business and your career. Listen every week for In China with Michelle Zhou, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. For business' sake, you need to tune in. You are listening to In China with Michelle Zhou. To call into our program today, please call one eight six six four seven two five seven nine zero. That's one eight six six four seven two five seven nine zero. You may also send an email to info at ptcgconsulting.com. Now back to this week's program. Okay, we're back. So before the break, Sheila, you and I talked about、uh, Microsoft started、uh, the research center or research lab, <laughs> that's your words, in Beijing back in 1998. Even though in the very beginning, it's just、uh, one or two persons went there to start this effort. As you mentioned,、uh, you started、uh, or we started with a big bang of a announcement, a event through media and、uh, through the endorsement of all these important、uh, agencies, the parties, right? At that event and deliver the message. So that's one of the way of starting in China for companies that has some sort of foundation worldwide, like Microsoft. Yeah. yeah. What are the some other ways to do that? How can companies, businesses leverage different resources today in order to start in China? Yeah. So today's media environment in China is very very different. You know, from the time when we started the research lab in Beijing. So today. If you take a look of the China's media environment, you will see that it's no longer you know you only deal with the media who's actually supported by the government. So you're dealing with many many different you know social medias nowadays. In fact, 
depends on the target audiences of the company. You know, who is your customers of your product or services? There's, you know, you could actually, you don't need to deal with the, the government-controlled media at all, but you can still achieve your business goal. So uh, I don't know how many people actually got a chance to play with, the, you know, one of the probably the most uh, popular communication platform right now on the, on the mobile devices is called WeChat. So if you know of WeChat, you probably know many of the uh, this is a products they actually introduced like a uh, right? Mm-hmm. So you've actually got so many ways to engage with your customers, and you know, instead of dealing with mainstream media. Of course, if you are multinationals or a large enterprises, you probably still want to consider the media strategies. So mainstream media is still very important to set the tone. At least you don't want them becoming the enemy. You don't want them to criticize your investment or your commitment in China. So you definitely want to just set the tone, you know, give yourself, your product, very positive public environment, basically to allow you to do business in China. But meanwhile, and you can actually leverage uh, numerous, you know, social media platforms. I just named WeChat, but there's actually a huge number of them. Actually, yeah, depends Weibo, on WeChat. Uh, yeah, and, and de- many and also specialized. yeah, depends on who your customers are. You know, if your customers are college students, you know, you, there's numerous on-campus type of applications you can actually engage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I would say this is something when the foreign companies or or enterprises that want to go to China. One thing I do want to point out is actually sometimes frustrated actually is the one idea, one plan, fits all type of approach. Mm. This doesn't work, you know, uh, because back then it is often it's actually headquarters would hire, you know, very expensive, you know, PR agents. <laughs> you know, to build up a so-called product strategy, and then they actually through the launch plan to the subsidiaries. Basically, you know, here you go. You know, this is all. This is a key messages, right? This is a key talking points. This is all the resources or proof points you can get. And here you go. You know, go to get your launch event. You know, set up doesn't work, honestly. And luckily, you know, when we do MSR, we only have one overseas lab. There's nothing to reference to. We pretty mm-hmm. much have to come up with our own plan. What is actually the messages most accommodated to the local stakeholders, that's actually what we need to come up with instead of, you know, someone in the headquarters probably even didn't get a chance to visit China before they actually build up this key messages or, you know, launch plan. So mm-hmm. that's one thing I would like to suggest to the companies to consider, you know, before they just... Uh, yeah, so uh, don't uh, assume you know everything about China and then give all your guidance from the headquarters. They should uh, really hire people who understand the China market, the audience. Absolutely. They come up with a plan as well as the key message Absolutely. to deliver that yep. would resonate with the audience Absolutely. locally. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, well, the good news is today with all these variety types of media and many different ways to approach the audience, in one side, it's a little bit easier to reach to your audience. But on the other side, it's harder because it's more complex to really manage all these different types of media. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when there's... a negative message somewhere coming from somewhere, then it may impact you know, the overall company image and the business mm-hmm. in China. From the starting point, a company, a business entering into China, they may take a different approach, right? Like Microsoft Research did, they did a big ban. And then some other companies, they went there, they just went quietly and they started to experiment different things. Mm-hmm. At a certain point, then they make a bigger noise. Yep. <laughs> and 
candidates through use the media to mm-hmm. amplify their message and let people know. So I think the point here is it doesn't need to, as you said, one size fits all. There's no like a blue book, a blueprint book. You follow this one, two, three. Yeah. <laughs> But still, I think there's a lot of experience from. So many years of、uh, as a PR expert, you know, twenty plus years in the industry. Maybe you can give us a few tips on in China. How do you through the daily work, right, through this、uh, year long work, and、uh, really help the company build a positive、uh, image? I think yeah. So so the company can choose how they want to publish.、Uh, you know. Engage with the the customers and the the general public when they enter the China market. I would say it's probably well established. The brands pretty much you know like or you know any the big names here like Uber. When you go to China, you don't really have a choice. You know it is a significant right. It's a significant whoever you want to、like, just go by yourself or you know nowadays we're talking about Tesla. Tesla is going to set up their the office in Shanghai. So it's all big. You know it's because that's a, in some way a local. There's a reason why they want to promote it as well. Well, so it's a mutual interest to do something, right? So, so for those companies, when you say want to enter, just test water, right? Just want、mm-hmm. to enter, get into the market first, you know, like just、uh, understand the market. So that's probably more so the small medium business. You know,、mm-hmm. they probably known in their verticals, in their niche market, but actually probably not that known,、uh, not that much known by. The general public outside its domain. We talked about it's not a one size fits all. You know, it's not something the company built. You know, in the U.S. or the so-called global strategy actually can fit in. All countries, you know, it's every country has its very unique difference. So what I want to say here is, Chinese has a saying. It's called 巧妇难为无米之炊 So、uh, even a good chef cannot cook a pot without a rice, you know, without a material. So I think the key thing is really for the company to understand what kind of services and products you want to introduce, you want to bring to China. So I think that's the key. Very, very have a deep understanding of the customer need in China. What kind of product and services you want to bring. So once you figure that out, actually, it's already very clear because you understand the market, you understand the the specific value proposition of your product and services. That's a bullet for PR.、Mm-hmm. With that, I think、uh, you know also the rest of the things. So this is actually the key core competence of the company, you know. And then with that, and then of course you the rest of them actually all you know it's add on. You know, you of course for example good government relations and also a strong local partnership. You know, that's actually another thing probably many. Company want to consider when they enter the China market is actually find the local a strong partner who you can actually partner with, you know, to enter the market, to go to market、uh, together,、um, and then with that, of course, it's another great ingredient for the PR as well. You know, product strong services and a strong commitment from the government and a strong partnership, local partnership. Mm-hmm. Right, so the, all this actually add up to a the destiny already shown itself. You know, you're gonna be actually have a very strong start in China. So those are the materials, right? You have all these materials. You have the right messages that you want to deliver. Yeah. Then PR experts. Yeah. Would use these things then through those PR, the media, the different channels, and deliver this message to the public. Yeah. So what I want to say here, the PR is actually really a tool. 
really mm-hmm. uh, your st- it's to support you. It's actually, but it's not something. It's we cannot, you know, have a misperception. The PR saves all. You know, it's not like that. So what the core is actually your product, your service. What are you trying to? What your business is really about? And the PR, how actually PR can help you navigate this complex political or media environment. So that's something. Or we can PR can potentially help you, but the, no matter it's your own PR professional or actually you know consulting company or agencies you want to trust, actually help you actually connect with all the dots mm-hmm. locally and then make it a successful mm. effort. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's basically the same fundamental things. No matter which market you are in, exactly. Yeah,、mm-hmm. you need to know your core and you need to come up with the key messages, the key points.、Mm-hmm. Then you can use different channels like the PR. Side and I am in the marketing side,、uh, a marketing professional.、Mm-hmm. We also have many different channels, different、yep. ways to deliver this message.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's look at、uh, what are the things really special in China that、uh, a company, a business wants to leverage or watch out for when we think about、uh, trying to building the company's image and deliver the message to the public. I think what is really special and different is to so once you actually. Have the all your the core competence.、Uh, understand all the competitive edge of your product and service. When all that done, when you want to achieve this goal, I think、um, it's really important to align your business objective with the local government agenda. I think、mm-hmm. that will help you tremendously.、Mm. Like when that's I, very unique in China. That's、right? very unique in China. Again,、yeah. your business and the local government. All these things needs to. You need to consider it. It's not just、uh, looking at、uh, your own small business. Yeah. Yeah. If it's、uh, aligned with the government agenda, then you can leverage.、Uh, you can leverage that.、Uh, yeah.、Mm-hmm. So you can achieve probably like what we said. It, it probably、uh, make your business、uh, much more successful、uh, when、mm-hmm. you actually align with that uh, government uh, agenda. So, for example, we actually just mentioned. Then, when we started the research lab, it's actually against our odds, right? We actually saying, you know, instead of、uh, people's concern about brain drain, you know, best mind, you know, the brightest people already, smartest people is already went ab- abroad. You can't hire talent people. You can't hire qualified researchers in China. But actually, instead we did, and、uh, instead we actually did very well. That's because we actually that effort actually aligned with the government. No matter it's、uh, propaganda or Or actually, it's underlying concern about this brain drain, right? It's actually the Microsoft is committed actually、mm-hmm. building the research lab and leverage of the talent pool. So that's I think the business actually could、uh, reference to. You know, it's how to. I'm not saying that、uh, you need to bend over right to do that, but I'm just saying be conscious, be aware of where you're around you and how to leverage that and to you know take the advantage of it to make business successful. That's actually something you can definitely do, especially if you have very good PR professional or marketing professional to help you. That actually does acquire. Very strong local connections and local background to help you achieve that. It's very hard for someone sitting in the U.S. or any European countries to achieve that to get that done. Yeah,、mm, that's true.、Uh, another aspect I think、uh, we can leverage and use the uniqueness of、uh, China is look at the China local social media and、uh, what are the hot topics there and leverage those type of、uh, buzzwords or the some events. If your service have something related. 
relates to that, then you can leverage that to write on the top of all these uh, hot things happening. So you can just uh, easily get a lot of eyeballs to get your message, get your brand out. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I think social media, but still, I think it depends on your the targeted、uh, audiences, and then from that, you can actually figure out what's the best、uh, way to to engage the appropriate media. But I totally agree with you. I think social media right now they already build their status that they can totally compete. With almost you name it, all the you know mainstream media, because just for to achieve your business objectives, you can achieve your business objectives through those social media, very influential social medias, probably much more effective, you know, than the the so-called mainstream media.、Mm-hmm. And then if you look at even the different business model, like sharing bike economy in China, right? It's totally grassroots. It's not something like the government saying let's start doing the sharing business, but instead the sharing business it's grassroots. It's actually come from the The very basic transportation needs from the the customer, from people, from, from the consumers, from consumers,、yeah. and then they actually develop themselves into the scale. And at this point, the government needs to actually even they have concerns about you know the the downsides, the disadvantage of you know because you saw those pictures of you know bikes everywhere, <laughs> yeah, mountains, <laughs> mountains of bikes. You know, sometimes it, you can tell there is still some mismanagement of those things, but still because they actually help address the very basic needs of the consumers of people, the government still needs to deal with very carefully because this is actually something very critical. Critical for the people's daily life. So I do agree. I think nowadays in China, this grassroots, this ubiquitous, I would say, the social media network, you know, it's already something you can't overlook.、Mm-hmm. Instead, actually, this is the great vehicle for any companies to leverage. To approach to get、uh, connect there with the potential customers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think it's time to take another quick break, and we'll be back right away. Are you interested in expanding your business to China, but don't know how to start? Are you wondering how to grow your sales in the China market and win over competition? Meet Michelle Zhou and her team at Pacific Technologies Consulting Group. Our consultants are U.S. China experts and have all lived and worked in both the U.S. and China, with many years' experience in market entry strategies, management, and execution. We can help you find the right partners, develop opportunities, and grow your business in China. Please visit ptcgconsulting.com today. You are listening to In China with Michelle Zhou. To call into our program today, please call one eight six six four seven two five seven nine zero. That's one eight six six four seven two five seven nine zero. You may also send an email to info at ptcgconsulting dot com. Now back to this week's program. Okay, we're back. So Sheila, now you live in the U.S. You live in Seattle, and、uh, I know you moved to the U.S. a couple of years ago. At first, it was an internal transfer from Microsoft,、mm-hmm. and then you are helping Sinovision Venture to build their business in the U.S. So through all these twenty plus years、uh, work in public relations and the government relations, you are an expert in the PR area no, in in this field. Yeah, how does your work in China then when you move to the U.S.? How does that relate to your current work in the U.S.?、Mm. So it's a very different, of course.、Um, actually, I moved to the U.S. in two thousand six. 
It's、uh, quite long, actually. At first,、uh, it's an internal transfer from Beijing to our Silicon Valley, our research lab there. And 2008, I changed job and start, you know, help to build our effort here, China Strategy Office here in Redmond. So、uh, one of the key objectives of the China Redmond Office is actually to help to to facilitate. The collaboration and communication between our the subsidiaries in China and also our Redmond teams,、um, mm-hmm. the so headquarter teams, the headquarter、uh, yeah, teams to, to really help them understand our、uh, capability and capacity, our earned capability and capacity in China, and to help to attract more investment and commitment from Redmond to China. It's very different in terms of、uh, public relations and PR and uh, uh, this kind of effort. Now, Sinovation Ventures. It's another. It's actually very different. My job as right now is actually very different、uh, too. Right now, I'm actually responsible for all its、uh, digital marketing platforms.、Uh, you know, you name it, LinkedIn. You need to learn, and also it's a great new way to engage with the public. Yeah, I think、uh, that's one of the strengths you are leveraging because you, well, not just you. I'm the same way, right? We grew up in China, we worked in China, then we moved to the U.S. and、uh, we work here, live here. So people like us, we kind of、uh, know both sides, U.S. and China, across the ocean <laughs> there,、mm-hmm. and、uh, we can leverage our strengths, our experiences to help companies do their cross-border U.S.-China business. Yeah, that's not just for big companies like Microsoft.、Mm-hmm. Uh, there are many smaller companies、uh, because the market opportunities、yep. from the U.S. side、uh, go to China, and even from China side come to the U.S. Like, Absolutely.、Uh, yeah, like a Sanovision Ventures, Ventures、yeah. uh, right?、Mm-hmm. VC company coming to the U.S.、Yep. and、uh, <laughs> started to look at、uh, this market.、Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah,、uh, becoming more and more important. So this,、uh, like what you said, you know, like us, I call it a bilingual, bicultural type of、uh, people. Will definitely have much. More opportunities in this、uh, ever-growing, you know, ever-changing world. I do think the U.S.-China relations is probably still one of the most important bilateral, you know, relations in the world. And I think, you know, like us, you know, has working experience in, and also the、uh, the language skills, you know, in both countries, and have great opportunities in the future. And、uh, me personally, also very passionate to get involved in any type of、uh, effort in this、uh, area to help facilitate. You know the collaboration and cooperation, you know, between the two countries. Yeah, so I think we share that passion, and then so happy to see you started this consulting firm when you after you left Microsoft, and、uh, yeah, seeing you making such a big progress in the past few years, it's very happy. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.、Mm-hmm. When you talk about between the two countries that facilitate and helping building the relationship,、mm-hmm. and as well as helping businesses to grow,、mm-hmm. I remember back in 2015 that China's President Xi Jinping、yep. was visiting Seattle,、mm-hmm. and you were heavily involved、yeah. uh, in that、um, event.、Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about、uh, what kind of role you played there and how this comes to the even. A higher level, right? It's from government side as well as、mm-hmm. the government and the local community、mm-hmm. engagement. So yeah, it's a、uh, something of course really exciting for any Chinese or overseas Chinese, you know,、um, especially for us in you know in Seattle, which is actually one of the stops for、uh, President Xi Jinping. The, US, the first、uh, stop. US, uh, the first stop. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> people are saying that he's more welcome in this Washington than in another Washington. <laughs> I, I don't know. So, yes, it's definitely very exciting. So I was involved in three events. So one is actually is a overseas Chinese. So he actually has a, we call it outstanding overseas Chinese or whatever. I don't remember exactly, but it, it's a reception. So that's organized by the Consulate General in San Francisco. So uh, that's actually through uh, years of efforts, of course. there's a, I have a lot of uh, chances to work with them directly to host the uh, government officials from China and also state-owned enterprises or a big uh, delegations from different provincial commerce departments. So got a chance to work with them. I think they, they really want to take that chance to show their appreciation. I help to facilitate those visits and also those uh, collaboration opportunities. So that's one. And another was a welcome dinner. Mm. And also there's a photographing opportunity. In that process, actually, I did got a chance to talk to the consulate. So when they actually have questions about some detail arrangement, when they need some advice or some just on-ground local Chinese, when they need some kind of advice, like like a, the sequence of the program, you know, who should actually come out first or things like that, I would give them my perspective, how I actually think about that. So, uh, But in general, it's just a, a great opportunity to, to see you know, in your own eyes, how president of China you know, come to the U.S. Really. Yeah, those kind of uh, big events uh, relates to U.S. and China, then your expertise uh, is really shine through this type of activities, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. You are one of those advisors to help the Seattle side to organize and uh, facilitate this event and make sure it is something that uh, respects both sides, uh, cultural as well as mm-hmm. people's mindset. Yeah. And uh, you also understand the, the common goals uh, from both sides yeah. as well as uh, the tactical things of how to make it a success event. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, uh, well, that comes back to the point you just made, which I, people who have experience, who have lived, uh, worked in both sides yep. would uh, have more and more opportunities or would have a, with the trend of US and China, both markets are growing and uh, more and more businesses uh, coming interact with each other. Yeah. This type of expertise can really help companies to grow their business and uh, really achieve their goals. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. I think it's time for us to close this show today. And uh, I want to thank our audience for your time listening to us. And um, I also want to spend a very special thank you to our wonderful guest, uh, Sheila Shang. You can find more about uh, her background uh, by going to LinkedIn. Uh, her name is uh, Sheila, S-H-E-I-L-A, and last name is S-H-A-N-G. You are listening to In China with Michelle Zhou. I look forward to talk to you again next week. Okay, thank you, Michelle. Thank you for tuning into In China with Michelle Zhou. Please join us for another edition next Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll talk again next week. 